Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash haveadrink. Over 180,000 titles to choose from. Also, by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Ah, it's time to have some beers from the Emerald Isles. That's right. It's Irish beer time. So grab your lucky charms and any other offensive stereotypes you think you need to celebrate St. Patrick's Day while we have a drink. to have a drink the show where you learn along with us about what you drink i'm Brittany lee walker i'm justin frazier i'm christopher walker and i'm casey price we'll see you this time <laughs> this time yeah no wrong part of the script scroll up <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's so we're right now we're just crossing our fingers that this is gonna stay the way it is <laughs> like, some technical difficulties earlier today you're, you're spoiling the magic we could have made it so everyone would think everything was fine it's We're all fine here. How are you? How are you? All right, we all we are all fine here. So uh, again, we're we're gonna skip past some of us, and we're we're just gonna go straight to Casey. Casey, what have you been up to? Because you've been up to some good things. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've been touring around Wisconsin this week. Uh, have, went up did, and was able to stop in at. Well, you have, well, you have uh, some fine the, cheddar. Uh, what's that? Have some fine cheddar. I did. I actually brought back some uh, some fifteen-year-old right. and some ten-year-old cheddar cheese from Wisconsin, as well as some uh, uh, what is it? The small brewery up there. I mean, it's yeah. But I'm trying to think of the something else cheese-related. Uh, the fog. See, I was going to uh, say the fog. That, oh, I was going to say he ate the cheese right off the heads of the citizens. <laughs> They, they they did have a ton of cheese head hats for sale, but yeah, I was able to head up to the 16th largest brewery in the U.S. that only distributes to one state, <laughs> that being Wait, the one 16th, brewery. 16th largest brewery in the U.S. that only distributes to one state, or it's the 16th yeah. largest brewery in the in the U.S. comma and it only <laughs> distributes to one state, Columbia. Okay. So, uh, New Glarus, home of Spotted Cow, and many other delicious brews. Um, that's what's <laughs> Uh, home of, home of I'll never get to drink it. <laughs> At this rate, if I can never get it up there, I've got some burial beer to go to Chris and some new glares to go to everybody. So at this rate, maybe not. But uh, but yeah, great brewery. Um, very, very large brewery. It's very surprising that they would only be distributing to one state. I would have expected much more out of the brewery. Um, but either way, 
the uh, the place is great. They they have a great little tasting program that's pretty cool. Um, and so you get to keep all kinds of glassware when you go there. It, you know, yeah, we, we were able to. I went up with 13 pounds of luggage and came back with my luggage way in the 50 pound limit. So <laughs> I was able to stuff in enough to, to make how it many how many busted how many bottles busted in transit? None. Nice. And I had a suit in there that cost. Well, I had a, a full business suit in there that I was like, eh, if this doesn't doesn't go well, I may be having to go with a new suit soon. Ooh. So, <laughs> hey, I was oh, not, okay, uh, what was the when, big... when you're as large as I am, your suits you just can't buy off of Walmart. They don't carry your sizes. So, okay, so uh, Del Noche is bringing up if they shipped out of state, <laughs> we could tip some cows down in uh, New Mexico. So, about the shipping out of state, yes, that is the thing. It doesn't go anywhere but in Wisconsin. But, Casey, what did you what did you encounter after you got through security in the airport? Oh, yeah. So, after security, so the average 12-pack of the beer throughout the, the region that was in Madison area um, was, even in downtown Madison, it was about $16, 12-pack of cans for Spotted Cow. Um, and then once I got to the airport, they had it, what was it? 27, 28 bucks for a 12 pack of cans after security. Hmm. So post you could technically be 30 if you bucks. missed what's that? Is it post tax? It'd be 30 bucks. Yeah. 30 about. bucks for, for a 12 pack. Um, and so yes, new glass is Latin for how much you can stuff in your luggage. Um, <laughs> so afterwards you could pick up some 12 packs and bring them with you, but well, it's it my carry on almost double what you would be paying um, at the brewery or even in the liquor stores uh, nearby. Jeez. Yeah, most of the stuff, though, I don't know if I want them to ship outside of outside of the state because everything that they did... <laughs> because that diminishes, it diminishes the value of your stockpile. Well, no, because, I mean, <laughs> at this point, I've got, you know, maybe two or three 12-packs worth of stuff, nothing, not a whole lot. But they do a very small kind of run at a time. They don't do... Um, you know, how Founders has probably 15 different beers that they're producing at any one time. New Glarus has maybe six run-of-the-mills that they produce and then another maybe four that are specialty series that they'll do. And you can find just about everything out there in Wisconsin. It's not like there's a there's rare stuff all over the place. It's just, okay, this is the seasonal. It's out. It's available everywhere. And then whenever this, that seasonal is gone, we'll have the next seasonal that comes around. I feel like if if New Glarus wanted to distribute outside of Wisconsin, they would by now. Mm. Yeah, they're the tagline is only in Wisconsin, so I feel like that's yeah. they have yeah. no plans to, to ever do it. more than that. And I mean, they know they dominate their market, so why would they? Absolutely, the, the business runs great for them as it is. Why would they want a chance going? Oh, we're going national, and then you know they put all this money into the facility, and then it doesn't work mm -hmm. out. Then you get bought. Oh. Then a venture capital buys you from the bank. Then... Yeah. Then then you become Smutty Nose, who is yeah. now sold to some private equity firm, a hundred percent, because the bank took control of it after they were trying to sell, and it's a disaster. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I think I think that everything that they're doing right now is great. Uh, we, I was able to taste a bunch of their beers. I wasn't able to taste the one that you really liked, Chris, or wanted to try. But uh, um, I got a couple of their lager styles. Their brewery, they they have spent the money on the brewery. I've got some photos to show you all that um, you can kind of take a peek at. But I've seen. Uh, I went down to uh, Sweetwater 
and the bottling line at Sweetwater may be the same size or possibly smaller than the bottling line at New Glarus. Really? Yeah. So wow. it was a very, I mean, they had a, a, a whole <laughs> big metal arm that all it did was just take glass bottles off of a pallet and put them into the line. Like it was, it was just a huge mechanical arm. Looked like it could have been in the first Terminator movie at the very end <laughs> in the foundry. Um, so it was really cool to watch it. And, and there was a, a 12 pack that fell over on one of the things. And it was neat to see how a, an assembly line really works because you, you heard an alarm that was just barely audible. And these, yet these guys with all their protective headphones on, like the ones that keep your ears protected, mm-hmm. um, not battery powered or anything to, that it looked like that was producing a sound there. But, you know, I could barely hear it. And yet, as soon as it came on, three guys were running over fixing it, and the line barely stopped. It oh. was really cool to watch that. You get trained for certain kind of sounds when you're when you're working in a place that have very particular uh, you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah, it's. I I used to be able to hear the uh, the chit printer for uh, drink orders from anywhere in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd hear a eh, eh, eh. uh oh, I needed somewhere. <laughs> they can wait. I got I got text to look at so that was kind of one of the disappointing things when we were uh in fort collins at new belgium is they were in a meeting the entire production line was stopped yeah we didn't see any of that and our tour guide Mm. was even like this is actually really unusual because they run three shifts on the bottling and canning lines and it runs 24 7 like they never stop bottling and canning maybe one day we we can check out a different (laughs) yeah maybe a different location near nearby that New Belgium may have. I don't know. Maybe we can check that out. <laughs> Could be fun. Yeah. So fun trip. Um, what kept coming to mind was the uh, the song "Heaven." I'm in heaven. <laughs> As I was walking through, um, they just kind of let you tour through the brewery and and look around. And they've got ropes up in the areas that are dangerous, so um, you can kind of tour yourself. But mm. really fun. Really neat. Can't wait to do an episode on them someday. We'll take a cargo yeah. van, fill it up, come back. <laughs> It'll be great. For sure. It's affordable. That that beer is definitely affordable. And if you could bring it back, you know, paying less than, paying about a buck a, a can up there, maybe a little, buck ten a can there, and you could probably bring it back for $4 a can here. Hmm. This is going to become the have a drink Smokey and the Bandit at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Right. Uh, so anybody else up to anything special? I know I've uh, not been, actually. That little uh, low key nothing, this week. Nothing special, but there was something we had talked about in our new show having become available in Kentucky. Uh, oh, yes. We finally have Yingling here, and yes. it's now in just every grocery store in a big display. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't stop walk, but walking by, and I just looked down at my shopping cart and went, "How did a whole case get in here?" <laughs> it happens. I mean, it, it, just years of training kicked in, and I decided that this had to be there so I could smuggle it back across state lines, despite the fact I was in state lines. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it feels wrong. <laughs> well, it's still like, like right now, like there's an, an initial excitement, and then like eventually we're just going to be used to it. Like, all right, we have it now. We drink it whenever we want. Yeah. So we'll never drink it again. Because <laughs> that's how it <laughs> yeah, works. Yeah, probably. I've been uh, off of the Yingling train for a while. It's still good. I haven't purchased any. It's still good. It's just not, you know. Um, 
Yes. Nothing special. Yeah. Oh. So Del Noche says yawning is not allowed. Uh, <laughs> we we were just talking like we've been up for a minute. Um, not a typical work day or anything. I don't know what you're like, talking about. Uh, Chris and I have been drinking for twelve all day. hours. <laughs> it's been a good day. So yeah, and I don't have. I I had like a couple of drinks of actual caffeine. So that's it. <laughs> like literally gulps, not even like full beverages because <laughs> i couldn't deal with it but uh yeah we've i was drunk at uh noon <laughs> i was still at work so I just woke up so yeah. yeah and i was i was already drunk and playing shuffleboard so <laughs> happy saint patrick's day <laughs> on that note how about some announcements yes yeah uh okay so we wanted to let everybody know the next episode is going to be saturday march 24th at 9 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be covering T101. <laughs> so uh, a general overview, because we know that there's a lot involved with tea. <laughs> going to have to buy some sleepy time tea. There you go. <laughs> um, we'd also like to remind everyone that uh, our news show is available. Uh, it has its very own feed, and it is live Saturdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Generally. Usually, God except willing, for today. God, God willing, and the creek don't rise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, look for "Have a Drink" news in your podcatcher of choice. Uh, finally, we want to. Um, we're going to probably keep mentioning this for a good while. Um, we are happy to join Diamond Club team in the year-round Extra Life campaign to support Children's Miracle Network. Um, you can donate to our page and help us help the team reach the ten thousand dollar goal. Visit bit.ly slash H-A-D, extra life. Had extra life. And that's all lowercase because Bitly is case sensitive. Yeah, let's get in there, guys. Uh, so this is for the New Year's Eve, what would used to be the New Year's Eve only thing. Mm-hmm. We do the big streamathon. So this is all year long. And we want to really put, they upped the goal because I think the goal is usually like two to $3,000. And they're like, no, let's do it all year long and let's really go for a big sum of money. And we can really help make a difference. So just please, uh, you know, you plenty of time. You don't have. You could go in and throw in a few bucks right now, and then later down the road, go. Oh yeah, we could. I want to help more. Throw in some more, and then when we do more streamathons and stuff. Chip in more and more. Come on. I mean, we can get there. We can do it. <laughs> I think there's a special like uh, gift thing <clears throat> if you you pledge for extra there, life there on is. our Twitch while while we're streaming. There so. is, but there's only one way to see that. Oh. Only one way. Also, the Patreon one, if that happens during a stream, is actually amazing. And I would love to see it someday. <laughs> All of them are, are pretty spot on now. But, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I believe we do have some news to get into. What? Yes. Uh. All right, guys. Uh, so... This just in from the Brewers Association. They've released <laughs> last year's uh, official this, numbers. This just in. It's just in. Thank, coming in to all all Americans and all ships at sea. <laughs> the top fifty brewing companies by sales and volume. The Brewers Association, uh, the nonprofit trade group representing small and independent craft brewers, today released its annual list of the top fifty producing uh, craft brewing companies and overall brewing companies in the U.S. based on beer sales volume. Of the top fifty overall brewing companies, forty were small and independent craft brewing companies. An increasingly competitive and mature marketplace. These brewing companies continue to lead and pave. You know what? We're just going to skip all this. Uh, 
You, you just gotta. I want everyone to go ahead and scroll down. Scroll down. We're gonna go to number thirty-three on this list. And who? Who? What? What brewery do we see here? Uh, let's see. It, it's new. One Long Trails Brewing. Thirty-two Rogue. Uh, Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Is I said them all, right? Did I miss one? <laughs> we have uh, Rheingeist from Cincinnati, Ohio, hitting the top fifty list. Thirty-three. So that's uh, considering how they're talked about locally, it was surprising. But given what these numbers are, it's not about who puts out the most buzzworthy beers. It's about sales volume. So, yeah, they are there. They are pushing bigger markets. And it was shocking to see who all they beat out, honestly. Allagash, Uinta, Surly, I mean, Green Flash, Left Hand, Three Floyds, St. Arnold. North Coast of Avery. Like, Avery. I was gonna say they they beat Avery. I could and they barely beat out uh or got barely got beat out by Rogue. That's so I'm like, what? How how is this possible? <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a fun one. So well uh the list, the top ten has not really shifted much. So this is, as everyone knows, the number one craft brewery in the country is Austin Lane. Beer? <laughs> no, DG Yang and Son. Boston yeah, Beer no, is a close easy. second. Number two, Boston Beer. <clears throat> Number three, Sierra Nevada. Number four, New Belgium. You get it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we saw any big shifts in the top ten. Uh, Number ten, our yeah. favorite. Um, so there was a rename in the top ten. Oh. Oh. Canarchy. I see um, that. Who was that before? Hmm. So it used to be called the Oscar Blues Group. Oh. Oh, okay. And so now it's got Oscar Blues, Cigar City, Perrin, and Wasatch and Squatters. Oh, wow. Okay. So your Polygamy Porter and your Mama's Little Yellow Pills coming from the same group. Ooh. That means this means this is a group that could give me El Coco. It yeah. is. Uh, that is not on their Maybe. brew list for this year. It's not. I'll never get it again. I'm going to die. Not the good one, at least. No. So, yeah, uh, some stuff we've been talking about, breweries. So, on this list, uh, New Glarus came in at 16. Yep. In case you got to go recently. Alaskan num- at 19, which is... Great we've, Lakes, we've 20. Purported, like, awesome stuff there. Is, um... Looking to see if Abita, and Abita's not 21. Are they? 21. Oh, nice. Blackjack. Okay. That's pretty, that's pretty high up there. Blackjack, yeah. Oh, and Great Lakes is around the same spot. Okay, cool. Yeah. Flying Dog, yeah, it's... A lot of our favorites are on there. That's, that's yeah. nice to see. But they also do have the numbers, because so that's for uh, craft and independent brewing. Yeah. So you have the top 50 overall. Like, this is ignoring the moniker of craft and independent. And these aren't surprising at all. Yeah. Number one, you have Anheuser-Busch, AB InBev. Uh, Shocked. <laughs> Miller- Shocked, I say. <laughs> two is Miller Coors. Three, Constellation. Four, Heineken. Five, Pabst. And then six is DG Yingling and Son. Uh, seven North American breweries. Eight Diageo, uh, who actually plays a lot into this episode, actually, because I don't think we mention it, but don't they own Guinness? Um, I believe so. Yeah, I yes. think so. so. So Guinness is looped in right there. Boston Beer at number nine. Number nine like overall. Overall, overall nice. yeah. yeah. New Belgium, <laughs> 11. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bell's in at 16. That's... Oh, Founders beat them. Yeah, Founders at 15. Hmm. They're not technically craft, so no. that's why they're not bold on ah. this list. They're, they're more than 35% owned by a non-craft yeah. brewer. They are. 
Yes. Or more than, yeah. All right. So yeah, uh, they're represented by someone. They have a nice map that you can do uh, of everything that you can go and look at and play with, which is just, I don't like it because they show uh, Rheingeist, like 33. They show it like halfway up Ohio. Nope. <laughs> like it's almost in Dayton. And I'm like, what? I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, it's nowhere near where that is. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, that pin missed the mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully someday we can get Kentucky to have a representation on there. But for now, I guess Brian guys, Brian guys will do. Yeah. It'd be nice, but that's not happening anytime. That'll yeah. do, pig. That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> Speaking of doing. Speaking of doing. Get riggedy, riggedy, I don't know how that I didn't know what was coming up yeah, next. Was like, <laughs> you get a, what you do is you go and check into your untapped. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, no, that wasn't clear. and wasn't really what I had in mind. I just, <laughs> the words like, fell out. Like the segue, it's, it's words the segue fell out. We deserved. The prompt was given. So that's where. Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, one, try to get your St. Patrick's badge. Uh, if you haven't got it by the time you hear this, you're too late. <laughs> Guess what? Uh, yeah. Oops. Uh, but it's also time for Brewery Madness. Yeah, no, it's time. Uh, you know, it's March Madness. Uh, no, that's coffee. Are you, you allowed say to say that? that? No. Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, it's Brewery March Madness. It's, it's Brewery Madness. No, I'm saying like it's generally for a basketball thing that. So now, Collins let's, let's have our own season. With just about beer. <laughs> All right. Yeah. On. No, it's time to have the whole. It's time to have your own brewing brackets. Yes. Uh, them pitting breweries against each other based on the number of check-ins. This year, though, they've added. Uh, it is live tracking. So from the moment you click the link, it gives you the updated numbers. Yep, and it's uh, they've already gone through the first round. Uh, those actually ended uh, on the sixteenth, uh, so we're in we're in round two right now, and uh, not a whole lot of close close matchups in terms of check ins. Yeah, most so... of them. I will say most of them are about like you know a thousand apart. Uh, then again, there is uh, uh, McKellar matched up against Guinness. I feel like McKellar is getting going to get a mud hole stomped in him on that one. Yeah, they're at 1,623 check-ins as of my last refresh. Uh, Guinness is at 39,568, which is the most period. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was the, uh, as we've been watching this over the years when they've started doing it, because of the time period this happens, there are two things that happen this time of the year that really give two companies the big boost to the finish line. So that is St. Patrick's Day will propel Guinness for a good chunk of the way. And the release of KBS from Founders will give them that last second push. It did last year all the way to the finish line, right? Was it them or did someone else win last year? Um, I don't recall who won last year. I was yeah. hoping someone else knew. <laughs> I do no. not remember. I think Stone may have... Like swooped in at the last second. To the internet. Don't. Someone else to the internet. So yeah, uh, all these pairings first round went, and it like they just weren't close. The way they pair these things up, you're going, what, what the actual hell are they doing when they they think about well, pairing these? You can, and the only upset out of the first two rounds was actually Top Lane Goliath, who did not. 
<laughs> so it was ranked as number eight. Vale Brewing was not ranked at number nine, and Vale was the one that pulled it out by exactly a hundred additional votes. And that's that's that that you know eight and nine like they're yeah. basically the same. They beat them by a hundred check-ins. Yep. So yeah, Stone is I guess uh... Sierra Nevada is about to crush them, is what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So it was yes. like Stone versus Surly. Well, Stone is nationwide. Of course, they're going to demolish any of it. Like, Surly is super small. Mm, no, not. I mean, like, that's not necessarily going to be the reason, though. If they do, they do. But that's not necessarily going to be the reason. Because think about it. Surly and Stone, you, you look at the what we've been talking about for the past year. Local pride versus national... Um, uh, brand saturation, natural cattail. <laughs> yes, but I mean, yeah, to a point. But I will, I won't always check in every stone beer I have. If I yeah. manage to score a surly beer, you better believe I check into those. Mm-hmm. So that you would think that would kind of give that more of a boost, but just for overall volume, stone has better chances of people checking in to it than surly yeah. does. And you scoot down the list, and you see more instant, like, uh, Anheuser-Busch beat a beta out out of round one. Well, yeah. Bud Light yeah. does get checked into on untapped. And there's just no well, that way said, Lagunitas beta... is even a better fight than you would think. Yeah, so that it's will... Also, it's also scaled, because who's thinking to check into the Anheuser-Busch products? Exactly. So it is, like, we will see, uh, what was it, Boston Beer. They did a good performance against yeah. Single Cut, <laughs> like... Uh, yeah. Bells against uh, Hill Farmstead. Ooh. Go <laughs> Hillshire <meet>. Farms? <laughs> no, yeah. Hill Farmstead, not Hillshire Farms. <laughs> Although, may, if only Hill Farmstead uh, were the ones doing that um, pastrami. pastrami, the yeah. pastrami pilsner. <laughs> so only could, Hillshire Farms. How are they missing? Beer. How, how is Hill Farmstead missing that? They should do uh, the meat beer so they can just put the go meat. <laughs> no, they make, it, they make it go they make it go beer so they don't get sued. Mm. All right, but yeah, um, uh, not up. What'll be upsetting to watch it, but Mikeller is getting ready to get trounced by Guinness. <laughs> like that's just—it's gonna be ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and who is it? Three Floyds against Founders. That's gonna be sad for Three Floyds to see them go out in round two. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But you know, here we are. Yeah. Look, they're the ones that decided to go into the ACC. Um, <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I think it's uh, the most we can do about that right now, but it will be nice to do weekly check-ins on that as opposed to before when we were just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. We, we A did lot the, of stuff happened. We just did the, oh, we're going to check in on this, and it's over. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, what's our next bit of Untapped? Yes, so uh, we mentioned this last show, I believe. Untapped is doing a seven city, seven days, many beers. Uh, so it's a seven city tour. Um, the it's it's you got to check in to verified Untapped venues uh, within each city in the month of March, and um, the top seven cities that win, um, Untapped is going to do a tour and do like a big party around uh, each city. All in the seven kingdoms. Dun, 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 <laughs> yeah, dun, this dun. is really an update on these numbers. So we have yeah. been... I This is doing the exact same thing that the other post is doing, so they're giving you real-time updates on uh, what's happening here. So uh, let's go ahead and see. Where's Cincinnati on this list? 
number four. Numero cuatro. Yeah, it's not a giant lead though. We have been. Um, we almost fell out of the top seven there for a little bit. We uh, we had to really step it up. Uh, it was a good thing we had another drinking holiday hit. Get everybody in Cincinnati out. <laughs> had to really step up your game, Chris. You had to. I can't carry this team alone, guys. Come on, we've we've got a. My back is killing me from carrying this. <laughs> Especially this morning. I mean, I, I can't be the only one. I mean, you you see those that. 400 point lead we've got that's just because i was gonna say you're drafting people who aren't even allowed to drink <laughs> so all right yeah cincinnati uh we are leading by about 400 check-ins over uh charlotte north carolina uh, that's too close for comfort come on come on we got to get it let's get out there let's get out there do it guys <laughs> but no it's fun uh number one you got new york uh two is tampa three chicago for Cincinnati, five Charlotte, North Carolina, six Portland, Oregon. Oh. Seven is San Diego, California. Oh my gosh! Okay, it, it, it is, re- Tampa, is is Tampa a big beer city? I don't know. I suppose. Good question. So yeah, right now. I oh, I yeah. just had to refresh it. Like, refresh it because Portland was out. Those were flipped a second yep, ago. So, oh, Cigar City. Oh, oh, that oh, okay. So, okay. yeah, it is within two check-ins on Charlotte, North Carolina, and Portland, Oregon. So they are flip-flopping currently. You can just, like, keep refreshing it and watching them jump back and forth. <laughs> That's kind of how down to it this is. But, yeah, it's going to be fun because all the top seven cities are getting big parties thrown at the top uh, venues. So ours would be Mad Tree, thanks to uh, Jim. He had to look that up, which was our most popular verified venue and that's good because that is the only venue i believe in town that could host a party like that yeah that's true <laughs> yeah in addition okay. to that they've also got a yingling brewery in tampa oh yeah that's right oh oh that's right they do huh i really forgot about that so it was in, in florida i didn't realize it was in tampa but okay yeah copper tail <laughs> it's kind of un kind of unfair when you look at new york because no one stands a chance to beat them out 19,130 check-ins. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I think uh, we, didn't, we didn't have any new badges this week. Sorry, guys. Yeah, so it's just the updates. No, but these are these are fun little updates we can yeah keep going with. Yeah. So, speaking of updates and suggestions. Okay. <laughs> well, we'd like to take this time to thank our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow for supporting this podcast. We'd also like to thank audible.com. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Uh, this week, uh, we've got a recommendation. One I've actually got a, not too long ago, but I finished it pretty recently. Uh, Neil Gaiman's Norse Mythology. Oh. <laughs> That's a it's it's a fun read. It's uh, one uh, narrated by Neil Gaiman, and if there is an author better suited to read his own work, I don't know of him. Uh, it's it is a great great thing. We were talking about it a bit before the show. Uh, I think all of Norse <laughs> mythology can be summed up in uh, two things. Uh, everyone wants to uh, wants to to marry Freya, and and everything is Loki's fault. Yeah, pretty much. No, it's even it's summed up the best when the point when they come to thor that something like they're like oh something's <laughs> happening immediately his first reaction where's loki where's loki it's his fault how do you know it's usually just simpler to assume it's loki's <laughs> fault yeah 
in all of his simple mindedness, he just like just it it is like why why are you questioning anything else? It's going to be Loki's fault. But it's 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 a nice little reading of all of the the major uh, major Norse myths, uh, and it's a lot easier than trying to read the prose Eddas. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So I've but, got the uh, I've got the prose Edda, and it is that it's a rough read, and he he really does like a the best way to say it. I hate to say it though is like he does a King James version of the Norse <laughs> mythology. He really makes it so. Someone who's not versed in old Nordic can uh, get through this. Yeah, uh, it's it's a great book. Uh, if you do want to check it out, I highly recommend it. Um, to download it or any other free audiobook you want, uh, go to audibletrial.com/haveadrink. Again, that's audibletrial.com/haveadrink. You get a free audiobook. Hey. Oh yeah! Quick spoiler on that. Uh, Gotta, you gotta read the story to find out uh, how Loki gives birth. He just yeah. vanishes, and it is alluded to, and no one talks about the fact that Loki... Yeah. Yeah. There was a horse. Yeah, and that... Yeah. There's, there's a birth. There's a horse. That's really all I need to say. They, they let you put two and two together, but... Oh, right. mythology. All right. Well, speaking of mythology, it's always nice when we're starting off the topic with a disclaimer. <laughs> I was the one who insisted we do this and everyone else just went along with it. So everyone may just be placating to me. I don't know. No, so, no, I agree with this disclaimer. <laughs> okay. I agree with placating. First off. Here's why you don't order an Irish car bomb or a black and tan drink. Don't do it. Especially in the presence of Irishmen. And especially not on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, So the Irish car bomb, or both these drinks, referencing referencing Ireland's bloody past. These drinks may seem like fun, traditional Irish drinks to order, but they're actually a lot more offensive. During Ireland's struggle for independence, the IRA, considered a ter- terrorist organization by many and freedom fighters by others, employed the use of such devices, uh, the car bombs, and other things to uh, destroy many symbols of English rule. And many, Killing, many uh... people were killed, uh, a lot of lives lost to these acts, and is extremely insensitive to be ordering such a drink. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then the black and tan, which is actually a very popular drink, and it is on many labels for things everywhere. Uh, The black and tans were a branch of the British Army recruits sent to contain the Irish rebellion through any means necessary. They murdered, raped, and even razed city districts to the ground. Due to the ferocity of the tans' behavior in Ireland and the numerous war crimes they committed, and that is, like, under the Geneva Convention, they were legit war crimes. Uh, feelings continue to run high regarding their actions. Black and tan, or tan, remains a pejorative term for the British in Ireland, and the reputation of the tans is still hated in Ireland. The term can still stir bad reactions because of their remembered brutality. So, please, simply order a half and half instead of a black and tan. As for the car bomb, let's just agree to not ruin good beer or waste good whiskey. (laughs) Alright, uh, well... 
let's move on just into the general Irish beer. Yeah, I was gonna say oh, things let's, that you let, can drink in order. Like I say, let's uh, let's cheer things up, but no, it's Irish. There's no cheering it up. Everything is, things sad, traumatic, and never anything good happens. Um, while Ireland, uh, we're gonna talk about the red ale first. While Ireland has a long brewing heritage, the modern Irish red ale is essentially an adaptation or interpretation of the popular English bitter style. Uh, less uh, uh, with less hopping and a bit more roast to add color and dryness. Uh, rediscovered as a uh, craft beer style in Ireland, today is an essential part of most brewery lineups, along with a pale ale and a stout. The very name speaks of rebellion and defiance. Uh, that defiance is burned to the buildings, the memory of Ireland's uh, second city, Cork. It's called Rebel City, and the beers from the local craft brewery that reflect Cork's role in the battle for independence from Britain, uh, which uh, responded by allowing its black and tan militia to raise the city center to the ground. There is a brief mention of red ales in an Irish poem dating back to the 8th or 9th century. It's a fleeting reference. Uh, seems to be the earliest such allusion to a red ale, uh, and says it was drunk in Dorand uh, and in Kerry, and uh, and about the land of Kruthni, Kruthni, Chitari. You can say, "How's your Gaelic?" <laughs> yeah, not not good. Kruthni is a name given to the Pictish, 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 Pictish tribes. Pictish. Safe to suppose that we consider Irish bread and its modern styling very different from the red ale spoken of in this poem. In 1980, Coors Brewing brought the license to use the name Killians from George Killian left fifth-generation brewer that had closed its doors of its once-famous brewery in Ennis Courtney? Courtney? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Coors began to brew Killian's Irish Red, a lager, uh, a lager somewhat in the Irish Red style, when with all the mar- uh, marketing muscle to back up this new venture, uh, found popularity in America. Overall impression is a uh, easy-drinking pint, with uh, often with subtle flavors, Slightly malty in the balance, and sometimes uh, with an initial soft uh, toffee slash caramel uh, sweetness, with a slightly grainy biscuity palate, uh, a touch of roasted dryness to finish. Some of these versions can emphasize the caramel and sweetness more, while others uh, will favor a more grainy palate and roasted dryness. Uh, the appearance appearance is uh, medium amber to medium reddish color. It is clear with a low off-white tan color and average uh, average persistence. Uh, characteristic ingredients, uh, generally it has a bit of roasted barley or black malt to provide a reddish color or dry roast finish. Uh, pale uh, base malt and caramel malts were historically imported and more expensive, so not all brewers would use them. Uh, it is a less bitter, uh, hoppy, less bitter and hoppy Irish equivalent to the English bitter, with a dryness, uh, dryish finish due to the roasted barley. More attenuated, uh, when, with less caramel flavor and body, than the equivalent strength Scottish ales. Hmm. Uh, IBUs usually range from 18 to 28, and ABV is around 3.8 to 5%. Commercial examples at Caffney's uh, Irish Ale, uh, Franciscan's Whale Rebel Red, Kilkenny's Irish Beer, O'Hara's Irish Red Ale, Porterhouse Red Ale, Samuel Adams' Irish Red, and Smittix Irish Ale. I think the only ones I've had of those have been Sam Adams and Smittix, honestly. Again, note uh, the not inclusion of Killian's because it's not. <laughs> not really. Uh, 
It's not really an yeah, ale. Yeah, Killian's is like what people are really gonna. That's recognize, what you're gonna assume. But again, like uh, earlier, he said it. It's a. It's actually like a a lager. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, like that's just people see that and they're like, oh, this, yeah. I still think it's funny. Uh, I think that was one of our first, like way early on, we talked about a bar back in our hometown. I probably still sells Killian's as an Im- probably, import, oh, import at import prices. And it's like, yeah. it's brewed in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I think it's about enough for the Irish red. Do we have any other Irish styles that we, we're we have, very familiar with? We have another. So <laughs> we are quite familiar with this next one. So mm. we're going to do the Irish stout is actually in the BJCP at 15B. So the Irish stout style evolved from attempts to capitalize on the success of London porters, but originally reflected a fuller, creamier, more stout body and strength. Eh, eh. Guinness began brewing only porter in 1799 and a stouter kind of porter around 1810. Irish stout uh, diverged from London single stout, or simply porter, in the late 1800s with an emphasis on darker malts. Guinness was among the first breweries to use black patent malt for porters and stouts in the 1820s. Guinness began using roasted barley after World War II, while London brewers continued to use brown malt. Guinness started using flaked barley in the 1950s, also increasing uh, attenuation greatly. Guinness Draft was launched as a brand in 1959. Draft cans and bottles were developed in the late 1980s and 1990s. Overall impression, a black beer with a, well, you can't really say a black beer because we've talked about it before. It is, at first, red. It, yeah, it's actually that deep of a red because if you hold it up around the edges at the light, you can see the red hues, but it will, in the glass, generally look black. So a black beer with a pronounced roasted flavor, often similar to coffee. The balance can range from fairly even to quite bitter. Uh, with the more balanced versions having a little malty sweetness and the bitter versions being quite dry. Draft versions typically are creamy from a nitro pour. We all have a nitro pour of it usually unless you get like the uh, yeah. extra uh, it the extra stout. I think it's the extra. That's a different style altogether. Yeah. Uh, but bottled versions will not have this dispense-derived character. The roasted flavor can be dry and coffee-like to somewhat chocolatey. Mm. Appearance, uh, so yeah, jet black to very deep brown with garnet highlights, there you go, in color. Uh, according to Guinness, Guinness beer may appear black, but it's actually very dark shade of ruby. Opaque, a thick, creamy, long-lasting tan to brown-colored head is characteristic when served on nitro, but don't expect the tight, creamy head on a bottled beer. So that is one widget, of the... The widget can only do so much. Yeah, <laughs> So that is actually one of the big things in pre-show we were talking about that. Why do you order a Guinness? Is it always, I mean, yeah, it's good all the time, or it's been quite a while since we've had one, but it was also for the show. And I think they even used that in an advertising bit a while back. So it's, you know, you're getting your drink and you a show. You watch that crazy pour and the, yeah. Yeah, because it has a specific way that you're supposed to pour it, and to the chagrin of some Americans, you don't pour it until it's overflowing out of the glass. Oh, oh God, you monsters. <laughs> All right, so characteristic ingredients. Uh, Guinness is made using roasted barley, flaked barley, 
and pale malt, but other breweries don't necessarily use roasted barley. They can use chocolate or other dark and specialty malts. Uh, whatever combination of malts or grains is used, the resulting product should be black. Cork-type stouts are perhaps closer to historical London-type stouts in composition with a varied grist not dominated by roasted barley. Hmm. So you want to do a style comparison? Uh, low strength, lower strength than an Irish stout. Irish extra stout. Extra stout. <laughs> but with uh, similar flavors. Darker in color, uh, black than the English porter, which is brown. So your IBUs, uh, 25 to 45, so it's going to be low, but you are getting... You know, your IBUs are showing up in that bitter. And ABV, 4.0 to 4.5%, so fairly sessionable. So your commercial examples, uh, Beamish Irish Stout, Guinness Draft, Harpoon Boston Irish Stout, Murphy's Irish Stout, O'Hara's Irish Stout, and... Porterhouse Rasslers? Is that what that says? Yeah, Porterhouse Rasslers 4X. Okay. So yeah. oh, I've always wanted to try O'Hara's, but I have the worst time trying to find it. Yeah, I haven't seen that much. last year at St. Patrick's Day, uh, they had a badge. And I was like, oh, I've seen O'Hara's around, surely. And then I went looking, and no, no, I can't find it anywhere. I looked again this year, can't find it anywhere. You can usually find Harpoon and Murphy's, though. I've never heard yeah. of the Beamish one. Well, I can find Harpoon's um, IPA and their lagers, but I cannot find anything stout <laughs> from Harpoon. All right, well, uh, finally, we have the Irish Extra Stout. So kind of mentioned that a little bit. Uh, the Irish Extra Stout has the same roots as the Irish Stout, you know, uh, but it's a stronger product. So hence the extra. Uh, Guinness Extra Stout, um, Extra Superior Porter, later Double Stout, was first brewed in 1821 and was primarily a bottled product described by Guinness as, quote, more full-bodied beer with a deeper characteristic roasted bitterness and a rich, mature texture. Um, of all the types of Guinness available today, this is the closest to the origin or to the porter originally brewed by Arthur Guinness. Uh, note that in modern times, Guinness Extra Stout has different strengths and in different regions. Um, the European version is around 4.2 percent and fits in the Irish Stout style because they're more hardcore, I guess. Um, <laughs> overall impression: It's a fuller-bodied black beer with a pronounced roasted flavor often similar to coffee and dark chocolate with some malty complexity the balance can range from moderately bittersweet to bitter uh, with the more balanced versions having up to moderate malty richness and the bitter versions being quite dry um, it appears jet black opaque with a thick creamy tan head uh, characteristic of the style then um the, the characteristic ingredients are just the same as the Irish stout. So um, no, you know, venture off there. Uh, a style comparison. So it's midway between an Irish stout and foreign extra stout in strength and flavor intensity, although with a similar balance. Uh, it's got more body and richness and often uh, malt complexity uh, than an Irish stout. Uh, black in color, but not brown like the porter. So, um... 35 to 50 IBUs, so getting a little bit more up there. Uh, 5.5 to 6.5% ABV, though, so still pretty average. Uh, commercial examples, of course, Guinness, Extra Stout, um, the U.S. version. And then uh, O'Hara's Leanne Fulane, Fulane? Uh, and then Sheaf Stout. So I've never actually heard of any of those besides Guinness. Sheaf. 
sheep with an F. I yeah. thought I heard you say sheep. No. Why didn't That's they sheep. have a sheep stout? Like what? <laughs> sheep stout. Yeah. Sheep not thin. Sheep stout. <laughs> For an extra satisfaction, my favorite says uh, Del Noche. I've never had that one. <laughs> I don't mm. know if I've had a for an extra stout. Yeah. It sounds like something I want to try. Yeah, though. I've yep. had it. You, you guys have never had the extra stout. So for oh, no, an extra oh, stout. Oh wait, yeah, sorry. the foreign. No, no, no. The the. Oh, I guess the foreign is still. Yeah. Uh, no, I was thinking the foreign extra stout. Yeah, that's. Okay, yeah. I don't think I've had that. I've had just the regular. It's bottled usually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's good. Um, is that so? That's the one that's not. Yeah. Okay. So if it's bottled, I guess it's not going to be the nitro version, obviously. So no, no, it's not. Maybe I have had that one then. But yeah, that one, uh-huh. I mean, Guinness is just, you know, good all around. for Except for that pack. Just don't buy that pack ever. You know, <laughs> just, just don't do that. When they start trying to do other things. Yeah, like just yeah. stop. <laughs> oh, I heard people going on about, oh, have you had the milk stout? And I was like, ugh. I was like <laughs> shuddered from an aisle over as they were asking someone, like, oh, do you have the milk stout? <laughs> no. All right. All right, so the fourth Irish beer style out there. <laughs> Y'all know what that kind one of. is, right? <laughs> yeah. It's green beer. No, we'll talk so a little what, bit about this. It's what we drink. It's what we drink, Guinness, so no one can try to put that stuff in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so green beer was originally created by a medical doctor. His name was Dr. Thomas Curtin. He was a coroner's physician and eye surgeon. He first colored beer for a St. Patrick's party at the Schnerner's <laughs> Club of Morrisania <laughs> in the Bronx in 1914. It's a long time of green beer. Yeah. yeah. In an article about, uh, about the event from the time, the doctor actually remains pretty vague about what his recipe is, which is a little well, bit Kind of creepy. <laughs> Uh, according to the first volume of Alcohol and Temperance in Modern History, there's a centuries-old Irish custom of, known as drowning the shamrock, in which drinkers literally add green shamrocks to their beverages on St. Patrick's Day. Oh my God. That could have been some of the great doctor's inspiration. The best green mirror is made with what color food coloring? That's right, blue. <laughs> Curtin used something called blue wash, or wash blue, an iron powder used for whitening clothes. Seems pretty safe, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, today in Clorox and some of these whitening agents, it is they add blue coloring because blue makes it look whiter. Mm. Um, today's blue food, food coloring still yields the best results because it balances the light beer's natural yellowish hue. Obvious, but not so obvious whenever you go to the bar that's just got green food coloring back there dropping it into your cup after they pour the beer. The, the number of people who used to ask me, why is my beer not green? It's St. Patrick's Day. Because I'm not a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Ignoring its reputation, some serious brewers have experimented with green beer, including Dogfish Head in 2005 and New York's Captain Lawrence in 2013. Both used spirulina, blue-green algae, as the colorant. According to a study from last year, nearly half of American adults consume it. It's amazing when you consider only 12% actually consider themselves Irish. (laughs) Well, interesting. You could, if you want to take uh, some of the definitions for Celtic, uh, one of the definitions for Celtic uh, that's given you, by Barry. Do Cunliffe. you consider yourself Celtic? Yeah, and uh, my professors were indoctrinated by Cunliffe, so I uh, subscribe to the same theory that do you consider yourself Celtic? Well, then you're Celtic. <laughs> uh huh. So. Getting down to the Irish boiler maker or Irish car bomb, which is 
a drink that many folks do order in the U.S. Um, also called an Irish Slammer or an Irish Bomb Shot, the American Bomb Shot Cocktail, similar to a Boilermaker, made by dropping a shot of Irish cream and whiskey into a glass of stout. The Irish in the name refers to the drink's Irish ingredients, typically Guinness Stout, Bailey's Irish Cream, and Jameson Irish Whiskey, and we know what the car bomb stands for <laughs> yeah. in the in the drink. It's because it's a bomb shot, and those are usually a, a whiskey dropped into a beer. The name is often deemed offensive, with some bartenders actually refusing to serve it. The inclusion of the drink in an English bar's 2014 promotional materials drew complaints, followed by withdrawal of the promotion and a public apology by the bar manager. Increasingly, bartenders prefer the title Irish Slammer or Irish Bomb Shot, or simply the Irish Bomb, to avoid offending patrons. The whiskey is layered over Irish cream in a shot glass, and the shot glass is then dropped into a glass, a full glass of stout, usually Guinness. Drink is usually and should be consumed very quickly, as the cream will cause it to curdle within a short amount of time. Yeah, as someone who used in college, in college we drank a few, and uh, some people couldn't chug it and would stop briefly to catch their breath. And it's like, nope, just pour it out, you're done, because... Oh, and then they'll go back, and then you can see it curdling in the head already, and you're like, Casey, <laughs> we had an experience with this once, didn't we? Did we? We did. We were at a bar, and I was like, yeah, some. Uh, we'll, we'll do some some of these. And like, I just remember you trying to talk, like, no, they're here now. We have to drink, then we can talk. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, drink, drink, don't talk. Um, I, the last one that I remember having was on St. Patrick's Day about 10 years ago. And one of my coworkers and I went across the road. Uh, he was a, a little bit older gentleman, probably in his 60s, and had a funeral to go to afterwards. So I, I bought him a couple uh, Irish shots here, and and he downed them quite quickly. He'd never had them before. And uh, he threw up at the funeral home. Oh, so yeah. that was that was a good experience pull, for him. Pull the Don Draper. Oh man. <laughs> so Kahlua actually was part of the original recipe. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did oh, not. Um, I didn't. Often excluded from the drink today. Some refer to the original recipe version as a Belfast car bomb or a Belfast bomb. Makes um, it even more yeah. insensitive. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. So let's go on down to the black and tan also called the half and half. Half and the half, term please. likely originated in England, however, Chris, when consumers have blended different beers since at least the 17th century. The name black and tan had earlier been used to describe the coats of dogs, such as the black and tan coonhound. I like the coonhounds. The earliest recorded usage of the term in the drink context is from 1881. I would say probably prior to the um, Irish incidents. Um, right, right. That was like mid. No, that was right at the time. What's that? That would have been like right before the times. But the uniforms were like just slapped together, like haphazardly to make it black and tan. Yeah. Well, the drink was called the black and tan before yes. it was used as a pejorative. Yes, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So the layering of Guinness on top of a pale lager is uh, possible because of the lower relative densities Guinness has. Um, that's when people, you know, say Guinness is a heavy beer. No, it's a light beer, actually. Yeah. 
Um, the opposite scenario where a layer on top is heavier than the bottom is actually something that produces a phenomenon called the Raleigh-Taylor instability. And I looked it up. It's pretty cool. To prepare a black and tan or a half and half, fill a glass halfway with a pale L and then add the stout on top. Layers best usually poured over a upside down spoon placed over the glass to avoid splashing the mixing of layers. Specially designed black and tan or half and half spoon is bent in the middle so it can balance on the edge of the pint glass for easier pouring. Alternatively, the stout can be poured in first so the drinks are thoroughly mixed together. That's if you don't want the layering effect. Several American breweries currently still make pre-mixed black and tans. For example, Yingling's original black and tan, and is named as such. Yep. However, places like uh, Ben & Jerry's, who released an ice cream flavor in the United States for St. Patrick's Day, inspired by the drink, have uh, offended nationalists, Irish nationalists, because of the paramilitary association. Ben & Jerry's has since apologized. Spokesperson told Reuters, any reference on our part to the British Army unit was absolutely unintentional and no ill will was ever intended. So I don't get it. The, the 2012 drink's name was once more used by Nike when they had a uh, pair of shoes called the Black and Tan generating similar offense. So how are these two people? That's the one thing I don't get necessarily is how are, how are these two people coming in and, and having to pull things off the market while Yingling is getting away with black and tan? I don't know. Um, That's a good on point. On their packaging. Yingling's had, Ying how long has the black and tan been in production from Yingling and labeled as such? I, it's been a long I time. I don't know. Look, so for I mean, some reason they have been getting, so even on that, even less of a, the pejorative term on it, uh, Revolution just came out with a uh, new beer that is being named after an IRA, uh, top-ranking previous IRA member. And they've, before the beer even hit market, they've received complaints to have it pulled, and people are trying to boycott them. This beer didn't even make it to market yet. <laughs> wow. And they're already 1986 was when the Black and Tan from Yingling came around. Whew. Okay, so it's... A good minute that's been on shelves. Maybe it's because they were... 30 years. I mean, as far as like, they're, it's not like their distribution is everywhere, so maybe they just That's, got overlooked. That could maybe be they're it. just flying in under the radar. The yeah. second I mean, largest yeah. brewery in the U.S. got overlooked. But they well, only the distribute to like, crap. Yeah, they crap. only distribute to like thirteen okay. states or something. Like, it is not a the, lot. The sixth largest brewery in the U.S. got overlooked. Yeah, yeah. actually, probably by yeah. Ireland. Yes, maybe the sixth <laughs> of the brewery in Ireland. But somehow, Revolution hit somebody's you know radar with. You know what? Yeah, true. But I think they've got international um, locations, don't they? Revolution? I don't, I don't think so. I thought they did. I think the I think the biggest reason on these specifically that they got pulled is because they associated it with St. Patrick's Day, or with the Irish. Yeah. I think you're okay doing black and tan outside of the Irish. As long as you don't try to claim it's Irish. Exactly. Mm. That's a good point. I think becomes, that's where they Yeah, are. it becomes very offensive once you suddenly say Irish and black and tan, and people are like, ooh. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, an additional drink that you may not know of. Um, that I is, don't know. Uh, our friend Matt really knows of him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it, no, I just mean it's one, it's one of his favorites. So I was like, mm. yeah. Um, if you enjoy the 
the flavor of cider, but think that sometimes they're a little bit too sweet, you may want to go with a snake bite. Snake bite is an alcoholic drink made with equal parts of lager and cider. In the United Kingdom, it may be served with a dash of black currant cordial, referred to as a that snake kind of bite. Sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love black currant. Uh, snake bite and black stout may be used instead of a lager in the U.S. And the snake bite and black is also known by the names pink panther and diesel. A stronger <laughs> I've variant. Heard diesel. I've not heard pink panther. <laughs> well, I've always said Bud Diesel, which is the red version of Budweiser, well, not yeah. the Bud Light. So huh. this is what the new. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, Smoke, you were the one who uh, pointed this out to us in the Discord. But uh, speaking of revolution again. Uh, their Deeth, I think is how you pronounce it, whatever, their barrel-aged uh, oh. stout. This year they're doing a special snake bite variant. It is a black currant and uh, bourbon barrel-aged mm. imperial stout. I don't know about like that. that. I didn't realize that was a thing, so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, if you want to spice it up just a little bit and uh, make it a little bit stronger, you can also add a shot of vodka to it and make it a turbo diesel. Uh, I'll pass. Hey, you lost me at the vodka. <laughs> like we've already had our whiskey drink. I really don't need a vodka drink. <laughs> no. Take a cider drink. Take a lager drink. Take a drink. We've got all these. All right. You can have the snake bike and have both those drinks at once. Now, should I do right. a, a what we're drinking for the tasting? We need a new. We need a new sounder. We do. We, we need. We need the, something else for these. tastings. So, so if you're listening to this and uh, want to drink along with us, uh, pause it here and go grab a fresh Guinness draft. Can. Or... In the can. Yeah. yeah. Show it. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the look the at cascade. The... Oh, yeah. Look at that. It's hot. <laughs> oh, the free show you guys are getting. Look at the checking out the cam show. Oh. oh. You can see the reflection of everything in my glass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Casey's is really the one that's giving it, though. It's like putting mine, on the full show. Mine was. Thank you very much. Mine you didn't. only gave her a half a glass. That's yeah. the thing. Because we were splitting one. It's <laughs> a lot of beer. Uh, <laughs> I watched too much of the Queer Eye show. I'm just like, yes, queen. Yes, queen. <laughs> oh, I, re I love that show so much. <laughs> All right. Well, so I think... When did we decide we were doing a, a, a tasting for the whole episode? Because I know I was going to do late it because, last night. Because <laughs> I haven't had a Guinness in a long time. I haven't either. Yeah, it's been a uh, while for me. And I've been curious if if how much of my my memory of Guinness is is colored by nostalgia, and how much of it is this yeah. is something I enjoy. So yeah, okay, we are drinking the Guinness Draft Stout in the uh, pint not the, can. Not the Draft. <laughs> drought 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 <laughs> mm. st pat in the chat yeah. a well poured get pint of guinness is an aesthetic masterpiece it is <laughs> kind of is <laughs> so all right smells good doesn't really smell like much i can oh. smell some so malt let's pull the widget out of the can too and take a peek at that all right all right casey you can you're already well into the process so Show us, show this us this, the, the magical thing that Guinness invented. The economic term that they turned into a product? <laughs> yes. The widget, as Casey so, sucks on it. I think the key with the widget is that it is a ball that basically just has a tiny little hole inside of it. And they'll put beer inside of the can... And I don't know if they've put any frozen nitrogen in it or not. They, I've heard both stories. 
Um, but the idea is that as you put it into the can, the 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 carbonation will flow into here, and beer will flow into the um, ball. And then when you open up a can, you get the full rush of carbonation. But then also you get this thing at the very bottom that is spewing out carbonation over seconds. And so it it goes from 20 PSI. I don't know what it is, but probably 10 to 20 PSI inside this ball over just a few seconds instead of in just a second or less with when you're opening the can. So it's mm. causing this frothingness coming from the bottom, which is pretty cool. All right. So, uh, Chris was saying he's not smelling a whole lot on it. I smell a little bit of, of uh, uh, like that that darker like roasted malt. Oh yeah, I definitely got roasted malt. But every Guinness that I've had has had the smell that I've never gotten out of anything else, and I don't know what it is. Hmm. Is it the uh, the fish liver enzyme? Well, they got rid of that, didn't they? Did they? I thought they were switching Yeah, like they were, they were switching that out from there. That was one of our first news stories we ever covered was that they were phasing it out. And it was like, yes, uh, all of your Guinness you've ever had has been filtered through, like, fish livers. But so it's, not it's filtered the through, it's but just it's, the it's sort of like a gelatin product um, yeah. that is included. And so the fish bladder has, it gives you this, I don't know, gelatin-like substance. And so it's the swim bladders. And you can put that into the kettle or in the, the brewing vessel after you've kind of gotten this fermented out and it'll take the yeast out of solution and hold it down. Um, it's called uh, Isinglass. So have we all had a little sip of it since? Not yet. Yeah. Get to it, Chris. I am. Tastes yeah. like nothing. It does. It's it's very light. It doesn't, which is really funny because like when you look at it, yeah, it looks like it should be dark. Because like, it should have like a heavier flavor. It doesn't. It's very light. I joked, uh, and I poured one earlier. It pours like a light beer. Like when I think of like a lot of the heavier stouts we've had. Yeah. They they they're more viscous. So this yeah. This has been my complaint with nitro recently. When I first started drinking, I was a huge proponent, like a pro. I loved it. And now uh, I, I tend to steer away from nitros uh, because I think nitro kills the flavor. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't like nitro that much at all. Um, to me, it feels like it's like watered down. Um, I prefer like super bubbly carbonation. Um, yeah, got it. This does not re- taste like I remember it tasting. <laughs> It's, it, it 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 does taste kind of how I remember, but it's it's drier than I recall. Oh yeah, it's well, an association. It's actually with, really sweet when I take a drink, like just so sweet. I've had now when I I'm like oh I remember the the coffee flavors and the roastiness and all that, and then I've had all those done up to the umpteenth million degree in other beers, and I can't go into this expecting that level, but my palate is now like no, you need that level. <laughs> Yeah, there's some serious tannins in this beer that are causing it to dry up my tongue. Like, yeah. get curl it up, and I don't know if it's the additional um, black malts in there or what, but it yeah. it's just, yeah. And it, my, my coat has wool now. Yeah, it doesn't my, help. My tongue has wool coat on it. It doesn't help me that I also have still, like, a mostly full pint that I was sipping on for this of Evil Twins Irish-ish coffee stout. 
Imperial Stout brewed with lactose and <laughs> sugar with nutmeg, vanilla, medium toast, oak spirals, and coffee added. Jesus. <laughs> that kind of uh, dampened, you know, have that intense flavoring than, uh, than this. Yeah. It's not bad by any means. It's just there's a lot of better beers to go to. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Casey, oh. I just put my shot of Bushmills in there. Oh God! Why would you do that? Because I didn't like the Guinness to begin with. I was going to pour it out. I wanted to see if the Bushmills would. What help did we just? What did I just say? Why? Why about ruin? wasting whiskey? Yeah. He also doesn't like yeah. Bushmills, so. Uh, yeah, I don't like Irish whiskey. In why general. didn't you get some red breast? Uh, well, I don't like blended Irish whiskeys. I don't know if I can find somebody that's that's not blending that would taste any better. <laughs> I miss um, feckin'. Irish whiskey. Oh, feckin', it's gone, yeah. Oh, that stuff was good. Yeah. Again, that was a beer, or beer, uh, a whiskey we had 10 years ago almost. Oh, God, yeah. So uh, More than that. <laughs> compare that, but you can't get it anymore, so I really wish you had held on to a bottle. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this, I don't hate it. <laughs> Uh, but I've had I've had so much better stout since then that it's it's just not doing it for me. I do get what Casey is talking about though. It it it, it dries out my mouth like something fierce. Yeah, yeah, intense. Oh, and we've got thank a follower. Follow. I'm just seeing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the follow. <laughs> I'm drunk. You're drunk. You're drunk. Everybody's drunk. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so that is our Guinness tasting. So. Overall uh, opinions for because this was I think all of our first uh, real beer, so the revisiting later on after we've developed, uh, I will say more sophisticated palates. <laughs> Whether or not that's true, yeah, uh, more discerning. <laughs> I mean, so opinions yeah. around the board. Uh, Casey, is it what you remember? One bottle cap. One bottle cap. All right, Justin. Out of five, Justin, is it what you remember? what i remember but i've had stuff i like more now uh it's like a it's it's okay to go through if there's like you know i'm looking through a beer list and i see guinness I'm like all right yeah sure i can drink that so like i can't three. finish this <laughs> oh, really okay i've uh, gone through i've gone through one of them already during the show so oh well so not two? quickly but <laughs> oh you Brittany. can't yeah um i mm, no no, no. Okay, no. No, not what she remembers. Um or just I, no overall, no. No as a general statement. Um I, I I it was the first beer I ever had that I really liked. And then I guess that was when I was 21. <laughs> it's first beer I ever had that. Literally liked. been a decade and and then some and now I'm just like, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> I've I've had so many other good beers since then, like very complex beers since then, and this is just not holding up. Yeah. So this was the staple at my first apartment. We kept plenty of it around, mm -hmm. and you know I gotta say, if you're out somewhere and you need a beer for dinner and there's not a good list, it really doesn't matter what you have this with because it will not overpower whatever you're eating. Flat well, that's, out, that's it's for not, sure. It's yeah. not gonna do it. So. <laughs> Yeah. If I go somewhere and it's Guinness, Budweiser, or Bud Light, I'm going with Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shade. Shade. Massive shade. Yeah, I'm, I'm not particularly enjoying it 
the, but I know where to send the other three cans now. The the options like when you go out are going to be like Bud Guinness, uh, Heineken, and uh, I don't know Coors or something. So Casey, I'd, gra- I'd grab a Heineken. Heineken. Yeah, I would try, definitely grab a Heineken. If you try to slip those cans to me, you will be receiving bottles of Oberon. Just <laughs> <laughs> I thought you wanted it. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I said it. Wants it. it Bob wants it. Yeah, Bob wants. I mean, I'll drink it. All right, <laughs> I don't want it to go to waste. It's like Either I mean, I'm not like saying invited. You know, let's talk take about out the alcohol altogether. No, like I mean, if you're like, I can't drink this. All right, fine. I can't drink it. I'll, <laughs> I'll really can't. This is what's story. left. This is what's going down the sink. <laughs> oh wow! All right, let's okay. move on to some more favorable things that we're drinking. Drink with me, friend. Well, then can I go first? Because I'm actually. I've just been drinking Guinness. Go ahead then. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, but drinking Guinness, yeah, we just talked about what we thought about it. Uh, it's 4.2 ABV. I, I, I honestly don't remember what the IBUs are on, on it. Um, I do have a brewery description. It's a little bit flowery. It says, like, rich and creamy, distinctively black, velvety in, in its finish. The iconic beer is defined by harmony. Sip after sip, its sweet counters a uh, su- uh, sweet counters bitter as malt arrives in a cue of a complemented a uh, arrives on cue to complement a base of excuse me roasted barley. Just as unmistakable, uh, the unmistakable white head uh, sits flush atop the dark beer. So do the flavors counter and com- uh, counter and combine perfectly. Our greatest innovation, truly unique, perfectly balanced. Made for more. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. I like Del Noche's. Uh, Guinness is the Bud Light of Stouts, though I don't hate Guinness. I was like, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I. Uh, God. Yeah. Our memories <laughs> just brighten it and make it more flowery. It's a nostalgia thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure compared to what everything else I've had over the last few years, it, you know, it, it has a nostalgia haze, but. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of is Hop Slam actually getting watered down year after year, or is your memory after you've had hoppier and hoppier beers just making it seem watered down? Right. I guess I'll go. I'm I'm not drinking anything else. Like I hadn't. I just I've been watering. You know, you're drinking what you're drinking something we've discussed in our news episodes before. You are drinking. That's true. Uh, I'm not drinking anything else alcoholic. I guess is the point. So I've got. I tried the uh, the Pepsi. Buble. Buble. That's what we're calling it. Uh, I got the lime, and I also from, have strawberry in the free, in the fridge. But from Michael Buble. Yes. <laughs> it tastes of Michael. Uh, so comparing Pepsi's attempt uh, to like you know Lacroix and um, hell even the store brand uh, seltzer water, uh, it's fine. Um, okay, so <laughs> it it tastes like Lacroix does. I mean, it, I tried the lime, so it's like I mean. Oddly enough, there's a lot of variations of a lime flavoring. I'm just gonna put that out there. That some some are not good. Mm. Uh, this is fine though. I mean, it's it's drinkable. Um, I'm intrigued about the strawberry because you don't see that as a flavor in seltzer water very often. So um, I want to see strawberries a flavor in like almost everything though. So I'm like, I mean, yeah. yes. So I, I'm on board with that. Yes. <laughs> not to completely interrupt, we completely forgot to mention it, and we're usually so annoyingly on top of that. And I don't know how, but the discussion has cropped up in uh, chat. Uh, about the like lore and history of Guinness. Yes, we did an entire oh, yeah. episode very early on uh, in the yeah. podcast 
you can go back and check out our episode on Guinness because they have a what two thousand year lease, I think. Yeah. Yep. On, they, on the that brewery. might have been the last time I've had a Guinness. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, yeah. That's yeah, I think point. it was for me as well. So yeah, you can go check out our whole episode on Guinness. Which is that was a fun one to do. Uh, the tasting was that when we did the multi pack. No, no, that no. was a different oh. episode. No, 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 no. This, this was like during like the first year of the show, I think. Gotcha. First few months, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that was a, if you want to hear extremely early us. I think that was before Casey was on as permanent. Yep, it was a minute. Cool. It was a good minute ago. Um, but well, yeah, the the seltzer water. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. He's yeah, like, really. Dodge that bullet. Uh, <laughs> so the seltzer water is good. Um, I will say though. I'm not currently drinking it. Um, earlier, when we were at a uh, local brewery, I had their Shamrock Shake uh, beer. Oh, it Listerman. It was barrel-aged um, with coffee. I did not taste the coffee. He tasted the coffee. I could. Whatever. So I have weird taste buds. She but... started with the coffee, so she had nothing to compare against. I started with just the regular barrel-aged, then went to the coffee, and I could taste the coffee like an explosion in my mouth. And it was nothing. amazing. Yeah, But it was good otherwise. Sploosh. <laughs> I was just like, I tried some of Aaron's, and then I had like two more, and I really can't for the life of me think of what the second it's, one was. It's been, a, it's been a bit of a day. <laughs> so, uh, that's what I had earlier. Um, <laughs> back to you. All right. Um, uh, <laughs> so, I have been drinking a few things throughout this episode. Uh, we'll start with where I started was with the... Antwerpen Stout from Guinness. It is the, one of their export stouts, uh, 8% ABV, so IBUs coming at 52, a little high on their IBUs, uh, and the Beer Advocate score, I'm not surprised, especially at the price I got this. So Beer Advocate score is 4.11 out of 5. That is extremely high for Beer Advocate. Yeah. And Brewer's Description, this is uh, an 8% ABV stout, uh, has long been a secret pleasure among beer connoisseurs and indeed our brewers who value the mouth-watering intensity of its roasted malt soaked with wood and dark chocolate notes, not to mention its excellent and seemingly endless finish. Since 1944, we have been exclusively exporting uh, this same special stout from Ireland into Belgium through the vibrant port of Antwerp. This is the first time we're making it available for general release in America. Uh, I think last year was actually the first time they did that. But Jungle Gems had these bad boys at two dollar. No, it was under two dollars for a four pack. And at that price, wow. it was like, how do you not buy it? <laughs> had like <laughs> Wait, under four two pack of twelve ounce bottles. Yeah, for under two dollars. That may just barely be enough to cover the taxes. Yeah, yeah, like I was enough. like, <laughs> so that was like pe- people were running out of there with entire cartloads of it. They had pallets of it everywhere, and it was this year's. It wasn't like it was left over last year's or something. It was Heck, fresh. You could take that as a uh, brewery and and you know put that into a still or something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I had to grab a four pack of it because last year I wanted to try it and couldn't find it, and then I found it that amazing deal, so I snagged it. And it is what I remembered Guinness being when I first had it. It brought, like, the coffee notes, the roasted notes. All that stuff was there because it was much thicker. It wasn't nitrobe. And it – I liked it. I can understand the 4.11 score. I, I, I get it. So uh, maybe if you want to recapture those old Guinness Guinness moments, get the Antwerp and Stout. Hmm. 
Especially if you can get it for two bucks for a four pack. Which is not so, yeah. But I've also been drinking, uh, as I mentioned, Evil Twins Irish-ish Coffee Stout. And I've also been sipping on some Four Roses that we had left over from a patron video that might be coming mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Haven't you done well? Wish I'd been drinking that. <laughs> you were, like two hours ago. I know. I wish I continued. Well, what are you drinking so, now? So, on my end, I tried to stick to the show as much as possible. So, I knew we were doing the Guinness. So, I had some beer. Uh, I just had a um, the Spotted Cow. Mm. And then I tried to go with some Jameson Irish whiskey. As he passes caffeine. it off, I just had some Spotted Cow. <laughs> well, I mean, like... Not that people will, like, <laughs> do stupid things to get a hold of Spotted Cow. It's just, it's a good beer, but I mean, it's a really great beer, but at the same time, it's not, I mean, it's just beer ass beer, you know, it's, it's really a a really good beer. It's not super, it's a little watery, um, but it's watery in a good way. It's cream ale. So, I mean, it's a good beer, but it's just something you drink as you're sitting around. If you have 12 pack after 12 pack sitting around, it's great. I mean, it's a good beer, but anyways, I went with the cask mates, the one that's, uh, the stout edition from Jameson. I'm, I'm not, I, I picked up Jameson and I picked up Bushmills. I am not a big fan of either one of those mm. um, as they are. Um, this stout edition, you know what? Hold on a second. <laughs> this is great radio. Yeah. It's fantastic. As we watch Casey reach, reach for uh, bottles. I forgot whiskey. I had this. Oh, okay. So Bushmills has three big regular labels. They've got their um, they've got their red label, which is high in the what is it? High in grain whiskey, low in malt. Um, the white label Bushmills, which is about half and half or somewhere around there, it's a little bit more balanced. And the Black Bush is more malt whiskey and less grain whiskey. So uh, a few years ago, I made this blend with. Um, Bushmills Black Bush that we then put into a barrel that I had made a stout that was what Guinness tasted like to me way back when. Um, it was very much more chocolatey. So, yes. Um, this is much, much, much better than anything that they've done with this right here. Mm. This has this weird toffee caramel flavor it smells like it, instead of an Irish whiskey, it smells more like scotch that you've added caramel to. I'm not a big fan of it. The Bushmills Black Bush that we put inside of a inside of a barrel that had had um, a Guinness clone inside of it before. This is set around for a while. It it smells so much better. If you can take Guinness, there's a good use for Guinness. Put it into a barrel, let it sit for about a week, and then take it out and put in a uh an irish whiskey Mm. and that way you can get a very similar thing to this right here but this is kind of spicy it's got some cinnamon notes to it a little bit from the barrel it didn't take too long to pick that stuff up maybe like two weeks three weeks tops oh wow nice smooth even um watery almost even though there's not there's there's still still high alcohol um and almost tastes a little watery so i mean it's it's delicious stuff much better than I would not get the castmates, and I would not get the Bushmills white label. Either one. Wow. Not really a lot of recommendations coming out of this episode. <laughs> no. Yeah, pretty much. It seems like all the Irish drinks don't really hit the spot for me. I don't know. 
I used to the, like Jameson a lot more, and I, I guess since I've, it was Irish whiskey is is what I first got into, and as far as whiskeys were concerned, and then we started getting more and more into bourbons, and then you know tried a couple scotches, and I just I Irish whiskey's like too, like too light. There's not enough going on with it. No. Yeah. And and Irish whiskey, go back and listen to the Scotch episode because it's very similar to Irish, except the Irish whiskeys now that are being sold are all blends with the the distillates that coming that's coming from grain whiskey. So Irish whiskey is supposed to be flavorful. That's the reason they didn't want to use the the co- the coffee still whenever it first came out. So mm. I don't like the fact that they're using it now to produce less flavorful less sweet, less, uh, they're just, there's nothing there beyond just grain whiskey that's kind of been aged in wood, kind of peaty a little bit. I don't know. Hmm. It's different, but I, I'm not a big fan of Irish whiskeys. All right. Pat. I like St. Pat, yeah. Almost as if the Irish value function over form with respect to getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well. It'll get you drunk. <laughs> All right. So um, it'll be on the shelf when you all come up and feel free to drink as much of the stuff as you'd like. So, yeah, sorry, guys, for being downers. I don't... <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't really have a I lot mean, of I... positive things to say here. Mine were neutral. The Antwerp and Stout was good. I liked it. Hmm. And especially for for $2 for a four-pack, yeah, that was phenomenal. I mean, yeah, I think uh, the um, on positive note on, on my end, as far as like the whole episode's concerned... Uh, I, I do actually like Irish Reds, the... Uh, what we know to be an Irish Red. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, because talked about, like, that's not exactly what you... As we <laughs> learned. Imagine, yes. Um, I, and I don't know, I could always go for a good Smittix. <laughs> like, okay. that's that's always fine with me. And the, the Sam Adams Irish Red is actually really good. Order yeah. an... Snake bite. An order an <laughs> Irish, what was they called it? Slam, Casey? The an Irish slammer? Slam. Slam. Come a on, slammer. Slam. If you want to jam. Yeah, we're an Irish <laughs> slammer or a half and half. Come on, guys. We yep. can we can do this together. All right. Okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> you can visit haveadrinkshow.com for useful links and info about us. Yeah, we're that interesting. Also, look for Have a Drink Show on social media, <laughs> twitch.tv, and YouTube. Follow us on those as well. You can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address, feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. You can also send us a Facebook message, hit us up on Twitter, send us a message in the Discord if you're in there, or, you know, sandwich boards on the side of the street. Always send us pictures. Yeah, the sandwich board is the preferred option, everybody. Come on. <laughs> it's not the fastest way to get our attention, but eventually we'll know. It is the preferred option. We will, we'll put that out there. So all joking fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly, don't drink and drive the St. Patrick's Day. If you're listening to this, it's already passed. I hope you didn't. <laughs> mm, yes. And if you do uh, get with us on social media, you can probably f- track down pictures of me in my kilt today out <laughs> at the uh, out at the brewery. Whether you want yes. to as, see that or not, as Chris had, uh, I think, shared a year or so ago, St. Patrick's Day, everyone's Irish, except the Scots. They're still, they're Scots. always Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so check us out next Saturday for our next live episode and remember to check out patreon.com slash have a drink show once again i'm Brittany lee walker i'm justin treasure i'm christopher walker and i'm casey price we'll see you next time bye guys bye
Let's press a car on an ex-football star with degrees from both Harvard and Yale. Just can't keep up, I'm a real love machine I've had far better sex while in jail I design the Sears Tower, I make two grand an hour I cook the world's best duck flambe Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>